Welcome to the Sports and Media Show with Jeff and Joe. Jeff Owens is the WEIU-FM director at Eastern Illinois University, and Joe Gisandi is the author of Field Guide to Covering Sports. The Sports and Media Show is a sports podcast that talks about the media's coverage of sports. Now, let's go to the show. Hi, this is Jeff Owens, show number two on the Sports and Media Show. Joe, good to have you back. Good having you. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what we'll talk about today is a little bit is... Uh, the NCAA uh, moved some of the championships out of North Carolina is our main topic, um, you know, basically citing some anti-gay right, rights and law that were uh, passed by the North Carolina legislature. So that's the big topic of the week, right? Oh, absolutely. When you're pulling about six or seven championships from the NCAA, everything from field hockey to basketball, that's a... Uh that's going to hit the uh, Tar Heel State pretty hard. Yeah, and this is on on top of the fact that the NBA already pulled the All Star Game out of this year, moved it to New Orleans for the same reason. So uh, North Carolina facing some st- tough decisions. So we'll, we'll talk a lot about that here in a minute. Other topics this week that uh, as we talk about what happened in sports media this week, tons of stuff. So I'll go, then you go. We'll just go back and forth. Uh, the NFL games were on the 9/11 anniversary. There were a few protests. Uh, a few guys knelt down and took a knee. A couple of guys lost endorsements because of that. So there's uh, one of the topics we can talk about. Right. I, actually, it was, it was pretty sedate uh, leading up to it because with the last couple of weeks with Colin Kaepernick, you thought that everything was going to kind of explode. But teams like the Seattle Seahawks, when they came out all together, that was a pretty positive way of actually doing it too. And um, you had mentioned one of the players uh, had lost his endorsement. I think it was connected to a veterans group, right? Insurance. I believe so. Yes, uh, the Denver linebacker. So uh, interesting. Chicago, uh, Chicago college football. Some small schools knocked off uh, some big schools this weekend. So uh, Northwestern and Miami of Ohio went down to Illinois State and Eastern Illinois, respectively. And um, there were some other you know, other ones across the nation too. So you know, college football seeing a lot of the evening of the ranks, other than maybe Alabama might still be the top. Yeah, particularly the. It seems like the NCAA and TV networks did a pretty strong job of trying to have that first week be really strong, and then we got dumped into week two, which was nothing. And yeah. then Georgia ends up losing, almost losing to Nickel State, and Alabama almost loses to uh, no, it was Clemson, Detroit. Yeah, it was amazing uh, that there was actually some decent games. Yeah, the other thing, uh, uh, toot our horn a little bit here, but Jimmy Garoppolo was all over the news. Uh, Eastern Illinois alum. This is where this podcast is originating from, and he had just had a great game on Sunday night. Positive uh, feedback for a guy that's going to get a four-game uh, really tryout for the rest of the NFL, and the media really fell in love with him in just one night. They did, and uh, after the game, he spoke really well, as we know he does, because we've seen him here for about, for, you know, really talking two, three years as a starter. Um, Jimmy is probably going to be a starter somewhere next year. He's probably not going to this year because of uh, Tom Brady, but you, like you said, it's a tryout. It was awesome, and you know they got, Eastern got some great publicity with the Romo and Shanahan and Sean Payton talk along with uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. So, a uh, new media darling. I mean, even uh, Rob Riggle on the Fox Show did the two and a half minute little uh, song about him that's uh, already went viral all over the place. So, interesting times. Uh, you want to talk a little bit about Trenton Dilfer, your uh, new favorite sportscaster? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was it was kind of interesting listening to him on the uh, the NFL show talking about that. Uh, uh, I, th- I think he said, I thought I had written it down, he says, I respect what he's doing talking about Colin Kaepernick. Uh, and then almost a sentence or two later he goes, I do not respect the fact that he put his stance above the team. So really, in fact, he does not respect it. So uh, the coverage of Colin Kaepernick is not going away. But I think Trent Dilfer is going to get uh, considerable la- backlash in the media, uh, as, as he already is by fans and several others. By He really 
that was a pretty strident stance he took. And you said the look on Randy Moss's face was almost unbelievable. Oh, yeah. It's funny. Of course, there's memes everywhere about it right now, <laughs> <laughs> talking at him. But it was almost like he was about to bash him in there. But I, I'm always wondering about, you know, ESPN or some other networks is, was he told to say that? He seemed very uncomfortable saying that. When he was on there, he was very uncomfortable. It was almost like, I know I don't know what I'm talking about here, but let me talk about it anyway. I think that's the scary part about live TV. Sometimes you say something, you're stuck with it, and you got to <laughs> figure out a way to backtrack and not look like an idiot, but I don't think he got out of that one. I wanted to talk a little bit more about not just the Trent Dilfer ESPN Countdown Show, I hate to say, because we all grew up with ESPN, and it was so cool. It's like MTV at one time. It was right. the thing. But the the NFL countdown show Sunday morning, when it went on the air, it, it, it was atrocious. I mean, Chris Berman, uh, you know, a guy that we all loved uh, 29, 30 years ago and probably up to 20 years ago, was really bad. The guests are not near – or his co-hosts are not anything like the – previous co-host that he had with Tom Jackson and some of the some of the guys over the years very weak show you you really couldn't wait till the Fox show started just to get away from the ESPN Sunday morning show and, it, and it's I feel bad saying that because you grew up thinking the ESPN was the coolest thing ever but not any longer yeah I I think Tom Jackson was was the glue to that show I which think I think I think we're seeing right now is he was the voice of reason always he brought in some good points he wasn't trying to be cool or hip he just said what he believed to be so, and I think that kept all that shenanigans and laughter and ridiculousness all together. Yeah, he didn't have the shtick. He just, you know, said like it was. I was a good play, bad player, whatever it was. Uh, and on top of it, then Chris Berman, poor Chris Berman, had to fly across country to do the game last night for San Francisco, LA, and they were marred with technical issues to start the game. Steve Young's mic wasn't on. One time they came back from commercial, and, and Chris Berman was going, "Am I supposed to read this?" I mean, it was just a very poor production, and I think that was kind of Chris Berman's last. They gave him that game because he's probably going to retire, and so they wanted to let him have one more play-by-play. And wow, he got a terrible game to tar- top it all off. Right, he did. He was trying to be socially, you know, you know, conscious with the Ka- Kaepernick situation, but it just was a, a really poor broadcast by ESPN, which is too bad because you hate to see a guy's career kind of come to an end with the way that Chris Berman's is, and it, it's sad. Yeah, Chris Chris Berman, of course, one of the pioneers there, and. And, and and he was so good early on that he became almost a self caricature of himself yep. at the end. And watching him the last year or so, and certainly yesterday, was almost like watching an old boxer who shouldn't be in the ring at all. Yeah, you know you, that's perfect. That's that's very eloquently said. That's exactly what it was. I I just felt bad for the guy. Right. And, and Steve Young's not a real good color analyst anyway. He knows football, but he doesn't bring a lot to the table in terms of meat and potatoes. And so, you know, Berman had to carry it on top of it. You know, they, I think that's their second unit. It's not their main Monday night. The main Monday night right. crew was in Washington D.C. So that was even worse. Now, the, but the, I thought even bigger. And I don't know if you saw this, but I did. I actually researched this for the show. Oh, Jeff, believe that, awesome. Don't, don't tell anyone. I won't. Uh, but the NFL ratings were actually down on CBS, Fox, and NBC. First time in seven years that all three were down with their lead games this weekend. Now, I don't know when you talk about the concussions and the Kaepernick and uh, Pee Wee footballs being sued and the Tom Brady, you know, deflate gate. Has that all that bad news meant that fans are less interested? I, or is it just a, an anomaly? So I, I think that's a trend. It's. Um with, with the, the CTE and all the other things, we talk about this in the sports media class here all the time. It's just that you can't have kids not playing the game and keep the same level. When you and I were younger, we all played football, whether it was tackle in the open field or whatever. I've got a neighbor who has four boys and, and would not allow any of them who are all athletic to play football. 
And I think in that one, uh, that frontline piece, they were talking about if even one out of every 10 moms says no to football, the NFL is going to be in decline. And I think it's clear, even though they were really some amazing games this week. Yeah, weekend. there were good games, great comebacks. Yeah. Um, and, and some really good performances, but I was shocked when I did the research today that you know all three other networks were down. I didn't not did not see the ESPN ratings for last night. First game probably did all right because you had the Redskins and Steelers, two prominent NFL teams. Where the West Coast game there was right. really a bad game, and it wasn't. And nobody can stay up that late. I don't. You know, I, I don't really get the idea of, of why they want to do that every year. Well, that's just like with the Major League Baseball killing themselves by having these late baseball games again. Not to be Mr. Old Man or something, but as a kid, I used to come home and watch World Series or playoff games. And and now, you know, how many 9, 10, 11-year-old kids are going to be up till 1, 2 in the morning, especially on the East Coast, watching baseball? Yeah, my oldest boy is a Cardinals fan, and I, and he's missed uh, he missed the, the a lot of the uh, the Cardinals, you know, championships because he just couldn't stay away. You know, with school and sports, he couldn't stay awake till 11:30 or 12 on a on a weeknight. So, but uh, baseball seems to not care what the fans want. As long as as long as somebody's making money, they're always happy, right? Yeah, but they're not building the fan base, and All that's right. what's happening because I'm, I'm curious to see what the college football ratings will be because they're sort of building the fan base because it's not just around football it's around I love Auburn I like EIU yeah. I like you know whatever school it happens to be and the games are played at a decent time oh yeah absolutely you know, they have the Saturday night games Saturday. but they have a lot of them start at 11 yeah and even on Saturday night it's a little bit different because you can if you're not going to church at 8 o'clock in the morning you can stay up a little later but on a Tuesday night it, it, it's tough dude it's tough I couldn't stay up last night and watch that second game no there's no way I, I turned it off about halftime I did too so uh, well let's go back uh, let's get back to the main topic of discussion the news that really that you that came out in the last uh, really 24-hour news cycle right. is that the NCAA is pulling seven championships out of the state of North Carolina citing the the recent anti you know, gay rights law that the North Carolina legislature has passed this on top of what we talked about with the NBA pulling the All-Star game out of there. So let's talk about your thoughts on that, Joe, and what do you think uh, the, impl- the, the, the further impl- implementations will be if I could speak? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it's what? House Bill 2, I think, in North Carolina. I think originally Charlotte had passed a bill allowing people who identify with a different gender to go in any bathroom, and then the state legislator came back and came back really harshly saying no to that. And, of course, as you've mentioned, the NBA pulled out, now 6 to 7, uh, NCAA championships, and this is getting significant coverage. So anything that gets coverage, of course, you know, it further enhances it. So I think that um, I think that the North Carolina is not going to be able to touch anything until something changes. And you know, it makes you wonder also, is that the NCAA's role or not? Or is it not the NCAA's role? I, I happen to think it's the right thing to do because their athletes are, you know lesbian gay by you know bisexual all of these different things they have to look out after their athletes what, and, are, you, what are your thoughts? I, I think you said it perfectly I think they have to support the athletes and I think that the, the world we live in right now I think there's bigger problems than, than worrying about something like this I think people accept and I mean this sincerely I think people accept the gay and lesbians more than they ever have and I don't think that people really worry about them and I mean that in a positive way it's part of our society now it's not that big a deal Uh, and we all know some people that are that and it's it's fine I mean you know people are starving to death on the streets of America why do we not worry about that as much Um, and I think North Carolina is messed up as a state so and then what if none of the if the Carolina Panthers you know you know host a playoff NFL playoff game if the if the 
the Charlotte. I believe they're back to being the Hornets now. <laughs> so, you oh, know? yeah. So yeah. what's going to happen there? Is the NBA or Major League or you know, NFL going to step in? So the NCAA stepped up. And you know, usually in, this, in a show like this or another sports cast or sports podcast, the NCAA is the one we're ripping. Yeah. You know, most of the sports Oh, absolutely. Journals. This is one where I think maybe we give them the credit for standing up for a cause that people realize is not – what I mean not big, that big a deal is it's accepted now in this country. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think we, we're starting to learn, most people understand, that sexuality and gender and race doesn't make a difference. We're all the same people, you know. So why is North Carolina deciding to put the line in the sand over this? That, it just doesn't seem to make any sense. Yeah, I'd love to hear somebody try to explain why they think this is a good thing. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I've heard people saying I don't want to have, you know, males who are identifying as female going to the bathroom with my kids and this and that. But, you know, you've got y- younger kids, and I've talked to my daughters about that, and they're like, no, no one hangs out in the bathroom, please. <laughs> you, you go there to get your <laughs> job done and get out. Right, right. <laughs> you know, so, uh, yeah, that's uh, interesting. So uh, we'll see what happens on that. But, uh, you know, I, the seven sports now, have they announced where they're going to, to take them? Because I'm sure there's some there's some schools and some sites that are saying, hey, come, because that could be some decent money for communities. Yeah, I, I suspect that um, they will not announce them for a while so that they'll give North Carolina a chance to change. And uh, I, I wonder, I mean, I'm, I'm speculating right here, but I wonder if they're going to give a couple of days or weeks, maybe even a month for some, like the field hockey championship, that's not going to be till what, November, early December. Yeah. So, th- you know, there's, a, there's actually only a limited number of places that can actually hold a field hockey. I mean, I've been to a national championship. Louisville has a really nice place. So... Um, We'll see what happens. Interesting times ahead in North, in North Carolina. And we'll obviously keep you updated this on the sports and media show. The other thing that I, I saw, and I wanted to touch base on this last week, that um, and this is kind of a, tough, a little tougher subject, I think, is the national anthem actually needed at SportsCast? Why do we do it? I mean, it's been tradition, and everybody knows you don't mess with traditions anywhere. But is it needed? I mean, there are people brought that up. Well, I, I don't know that I want to get a lot of emails right now about <laughs> this or people stalking my house. I love the national anthem, but... Um, the whole thing about Colin ha- Kaepernick was was interesting. I saw something on the internet, you know, of all things a meme, but that's media, yep. um, of somebody sitting on the couch drinking a beer with their feet propped up going how most Americans, you know, face the national anthem. They're not standing up with their hands over their hearts and everything. I love this country. You love this country. A lot of us love this country. Um, I don't think it hurts to have it at the beginning of the game, um, but... Um, Good luck pulling it out, especially in in the current culture that we have. Well, and to be fair to you, I, I would rather hear America the Beautiful sometimes, too, which is, I think is a much more beautiful and emblematic of this country. Yeah, and I would agree with you on that. I, but I will answer my own question so I didn't just leave you hang out there. Oh, okay. I, I believe in tradition. I think it belongs there. And I'll tell you why. I, I coached JFL here mm-hmm. in Mattoon, and we were playing in Charleston this weekend. And when, the, when they actually started the National Anthem a little bit too early before I could get off the field, and I automatically took my hat off and stood still. And I was thinking I would probably have maybe in the past walked to the sidelines with my team but mm-hmm. because I got caught there, I felt like I didn't want to get caught with my pants down, for lack of a better way to say it. And so immediately stopped. And I was thinking about of all that's going on. And I was looking around in the crowd to make sure that there was nobody sitting down and everybody was standing up. And this is a minor JFL game here in, in Charleston, Illinois. But you can tell that it has brought everybody's attention to this subject. And people are either they're making a point to stand up, take their hat off, and pay a little bit more strict attention. So Kaepernick's 
whether you love him or hate him right now, he has made this country aware of a couple of things. Now, where it goes from here, I don't know, but I saw last night, you know, the people were loving him. They were signing autographs, and his jersey sales are number one. Um, so he's made people think, now, which is really what starts conversations. And, and, and the wonderful thing about sports is that it has us hyper-focused on issues sometimes. So the issue about standing for the national anthem is actually secondary to the fact that most people in this country don't understand how this country works. And hopefully we can get to that level too because a lot of people don't understand what, what a city manager does or what the governor does. And, and they don't understand, they, don't, they probably can't even name the, ten, you know, the Bill of Rights there, the Ten Amendments there. As a matter of fact, the Freedom Forum has something where I think it was like over half the people in the country can't name more than one or two rights in the First Amendment, you know. So, you know, it, it would be nice if we got that far, but at least we're talking about something. Exactly. I like that. Uh, the other thing that happened this past week, the U.S. Open um, mm-hmm. for tennis, and I know it's got a, it's got that a big following. I mean, I'm not a tennis, you know, a follower. I'm not that I wouldn't say I'm a tennis fan even, but I, I saw where the U.S. Open got some good ratings, and, uh, you know, it's really become like a fashion kind of icon place to have it in New York. Um, and so your thoughts on the U.S. Open and the tennis coverage, because the ESPN does do a whale of a job uh, on that coverage. Yeah, two, actually. I grew up a huge tennis fan, and I'm from New York area, so I, I appreciate it. That was always the blue collar of all the tennis tournaments. Yeah. Uh, it's got, I think it's gone away from that a little bit yeah. nowadays, certainly. But the one thing I don't like is before the matches, they have the athletes walk down this long hallway to the person who's going to interview him around the corner. And then one day it was Tom Rinaldi, who I love and yeah. respect out there. And it, feel, it felt really awkward having him ask these you know, basic questions there because they didn't need him. He's far deeper than that. But yeah. I did like the whole walking down the hallway. It just did, it seemed so choreographed, so unnecessary for that. And I'm, I'd be curious to know why ESPN did that. You're talking to the wrong person. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. There's obviously there's a reason they thought of, and you know, I guess that's why they're there. Yeah, but they're the production style. I like to watch it just for a couple minutes to see. They do a great job of putting putting that show on. So they do. uh, And I know everybody wanted Serena to win, and she didn't. So. Maybe next time. Yeah. Right? And, and I like, you know, I, the other day I was watching both uh, John and Patrick McEnroe next to each other. They're, they're both such excellent announcers. Uh, but it was kind of interesting to see the two brothers, you know, having some fun with each other. And McEnroe really didn't get enough uh, publicity this year because he actually gave somebody, uh, he granted somebody a dying wish and he, to play tennis with John McEnroe. Hmm. And McEnroe actually accepted and went out and played tennis with the guy. And it was just kind of one of those news stories that kind of, Got a little bit of a peak and then went away, but I thought, you know, Macro has such a bad reputation in some circles where these are the kind of things that people do that are good stories that, that don't get the attention of somebody when they do something stupid. Sure, so, absolutely. Um, the other thing I was talking to oh, on Facebook work with uh, Justin Rust. He's the um, the sports editor of the Journal Gazette Times Courier. Sure. Absolutely. And we were arguing back and forth about rain and lightning delays. And I just wanted to throw that out there because, I mean, I'm of the – I may be too old school, but I, I think people, if, unless it's really, really, really bad, you know, don't panic. Just play the game, and if it starts raining and lightning, then deal with it. But the over-panic now of weather in this country is amazing. Yeah, I – And the media is default, so we, and we're part of it. Well, yeah. I mean, like we said the other day, you know, the media doesn't set the agenda, but we sure the heck amplify the things out there. Well, I, I was laughing pretty hard when I saw you and Justin. <laughs> I almost said a few things to get you both – You should have got in. I, I, I was I, – I actually had something about written to get you guys fired up at each other again, but I, had, I figured you were busy. I had people coming up to me and, and laughing <laughs> at some of the posts and – so and we get along, we're good buddies. So just in case, no, you no, sure. But it was but, fun. It was a good time. But but as far as the weather, I mean, 
my favorite thing in the NFL is always watching the the Steelers and the Browns or the Bengals, and it's 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 snowing hard or it's mucky and. Yeah. Rude. I used to love playing in that, whether it was football or sometimes baseball or soccer or, or this. Um, he, I know that Justin was trying to say that they need to plan and they have to worry about lightning, but those those are separate issues, actually. Yep. So good time. I just want to get your opinion on. Yeah, that, that so. was that was hysterical, actually. Also, if you uh, like the show and you listen to it and you want and you'd like us to discuss a topic, we forgot to mention this last week. Just email me. <clears throat> I do me because I got an easy email. It's Jeff at weiu.net. Jeff at weiu.net. If you'd like to have a subject matter you'd like to be a guest maybe you're in the sports media world or you're you're you know something about that just give us a holler and we'd love to have you on we're about out of time uh, yeah i know you had a, do you have any other subjects you want to talk about today on the sports no, and media show joe that's pretty much for today all right well we hope you have it again you can go to weiu.net and go to the radio site and you can uh, find the podcast and uh, tell your friends and folks about it right yep that's right <laughs> there you go well, we'll be back next week with another show yeah we'll see what happens this week there you go We hope you enjoyed the sports media show with Jeff and Joe. Check back weekly for the next show. This is the sports podcast that talks about the media's coverage of sports.